Welcome to the Jacks Rangers Show, a New England Free Jacks fan podcast. And now, Rangers, here's your host, Phil Harris. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show, broadcasting from beautiful Manchester, New Hampshire. We call this the Granite Outpost up here. Wanted to have a quick little bonus episode, something that we've never done before on the show, but I think it's totally warranted. Reason being is our boy Bozo went down to Free Jacks Media Day at the invitation of our boy, the fifth outrider, general manager, TK, Tom Kindly, invited the show down to Media Day that took place yesterday, which would have been Wednesday, January the 18th. And he got some really good content for the show. He interviewed Mitch Wilson, Coach Scott Matthey, new boy Ben Lesage, and new assistant head coach Will Webster. Also, Cam Davidowitz also makes an appearance in one of the interviews. So wanted to go ahead and play those for you at this time. Really appreciate all the Rangers riding along with us here at the Jacks Rangers Show. We will have two full episodes in the coming weeks that will encompass our preseason episodes. And of course, the next episode that you will hear from the Jacks Rangers Show will be the first episode of season three. With that being said, we're just going to roll right into the interviews here. And I'll see you on the other side as we ride along into the sunset of the 2022 offseason, getting ready for 2023 and Major League Rugby for our New England Free Jacks. Hit that MFN theme music, baby. Woo! Huzzah! All right, I'm here with Mitch Wilson, Triple Nickel, Eagle number 555, Madman, Magic Man, whatever. I got like 15 names. I'll read them to you one day, but we know him as Iron Man. So, Mitch, how have the new faces been in training? Uh, New faces have been awesome. It's been um, an added bit of energy um, because obviously all the new guys are very excited. Same with all the returning guys, but I think just the new guys are excited to be in Boston, excited to be in Quincy, excited to be in our new facility and I think that excitement's rubbing off on everyone. Um, and it's just new energy in, in the in the program which has been good. So, last season coming in, I don't want to say you were on the outside of the starting 15 looking in, but you had a kind of a breakout season, I, I think it's fair to say. And then after the summer kind of touring around with the Eagles, I know it ended a little bit in disappointment, yeah, yeah. but like How's, how's your personal feelings coming into this season? Well, you're right. I was on the out, outside of the 15 last year. The first game came off the bench. But um, I think last year was a, a good year for me. Um, it was awesome to be able to go on tour at the end of the season and get some more rugby in throughout the year. I think... Um, yeah, I think it's been good for my growth and to be able to work with other coaches and different players that are very good players that have, you know, helped me with my game. And I think coming into this season, I, you know, I don't want to speak ahead of myself. And I know that Scott will, every position is very competitive. So, you know, I could be on the outside of the 15 this year, but I think coming into this season, I've, you know, aware of my game, aware of my work-ons, um, probably through all the rugby I've done this past year. So I'm, you know, I wouldn't say any more confident than I was last year, or you know, any more complacent. But um, you know, hopefully I've 
I mean, got plans to, to be in that starting 15. In the 15 shirt specifically, possibly? I think, yeah, I think I'd, I'd love to play fullback. Um, you know, I think selfishly I'd love to play there, but um, you know, I'm definitely a team guy and I'd want what's best for the team. I know there's some other talented um, 15 options that are around and, you know, just to be on the field would be awesome, but to be able to play 15, it's somewhere I want to continue to play and develop my game, so... What new players impressed you the most in camp so far? And that could just, it could be from a playing, maybe even like an attitude, like, or just like their personality, like. I think, um, honestly, like a, lot of the, a lot of the boys have impressed me. Um, all good guys, all hard workers. I think, um, like, someone who's just been awesome, like, team guy environment, funny, and um, gets after it's Andrew Quatrin. Um, but then there's, there's players that have been very good. Um, you know, Taniella, um, he's very talented. I think, you know, he's got a lot of potential and I think he'll shine in the MLR this year. I think um, he's electric, explosive, and, you know, just a, a good player. So I'm um, excited to see what he's like um, in, in the field. Nice. Um, what is your dream away trip this year? Like, what do you, what away trip you got circled? Like, you're so fired up. Whether it's to play the team or to just go to the city. Or... Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, I think San Diego. Um, one, it's a cool place. It's an awesome place to go. I love going to San Diego. It's warm, you know, especially because it's going to be round two. So early in the year, we'll get out of the cold. But then I know San Diego are going to be a very good team. Um, this year so they've got quite a few of those Austin players and LA players ended up in San Diego and uh, I know they've got a new uh, stadium that they're playing at so you know, I'm sure they'll have a bit of pride in the, in their home facility and um, it's the week before a bye week too so we can kind of go out there and just really push ourselves and go into a dark place if we need to knowing that we've got the week off and who knows, maybe I'll hang out in San Diego for a couple of days after the game. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. There's a couple of questions for each. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Good. I'm here with Coach Scott Matthew. There's a lot of new faces on the team this year, Coach. What new acquisition has impressed you the most so far in preseason training? Well, it's uh, I know, that's a tough one. It's tough to single out uh, players, I guess. Um, like I think which has been encouraging, and I won't maybe not sing like long, but a few guys that uh, that, that they're just just part of it. It's, it's just really been um, the, and I've seen I think I've seen enough of them to make a comment now on it. Is that they've joined us in the North American camp, which just the Canadian internationals that have joined us. Um, really great additions not just on the field but just what they do off the field I and mean, then the likes of Andrew Andrew Potter and Connor Keys um, more recently Ben Massage um, Cole Keith I mean these guys have uh, you know gone to the North American camp come through into preseason just really hard workers and I can see why they, they they're internationals um, just because not just what they, they do on the field but just how they carry themselves off it and what they leave them behind the so I've just been really encouraged about that. I think that's it's really good, great additions for us. Yeah, and then the the environment this season, and, and you know we're in, we're into year two. Uh, it's not all brand new now. So now this is kind of the second lap around, so so to speak. How 
How do you feel about this preseason as opposed to coming in last season? Uh, no, I'm really encouraged. I think um, you know the, the preseason started really well. The guys are working really hard. There's a there's a hunger there that that I think is is born out of um, last year's you know loss in the championship final. Um, but there's also like a there's an encouragement like you know we want to build on the good season too, um, and that's all happening. I think you know the, the addition of Georgia Trakas who's our SMC from Wasps has made a significant difference and also in, in just how he goes about putting piecing it together and, and how that how his model and what we are doing aligns with how we want to play I think that's the key thing and every training session that we do is, is really scientifically lined up to, to kind of get, get the performances and get the way that we want to play out of the players yeah. and I think that's been that been, that's been a real uh, thing that I've, I've seen in action come right at the moment you know, we're still adjusting here and there but it's it's really along the right lines like. I was talking to uh, speaking of Ben Lasage I was speaking to him earlier in our kind of super fan group chats we've been talking about how spoiled for riches we are in the centers this year um, are you having nightmares yet about selections I think across the board you know, I, I, it's also true I mean if we you don't even have to look at centers if you look at the back row lock hooker yep. I mean, there's, there's competition and intentionally so you know I think that's the, the nature like you've got to grow the, the depth and the strength of depth uh, I think that is a good indication of of, of being able to compete throughout yeah. 18 games sure um, but definitely a centre but I th you know I think last year we were really fortunate with injuries yes we, we, we got I to agree. acknowledge that and um, and so the wheel always turns you know and, and you've got to be prepared for that so I think centres back row uh, hooker uh, if you look at the key positions, hookers come off uh, 10 and then you've got your... Right at the middle of the field, yeah. Those are, those are the key decision-making positions that you need like strength and, and backup because uh, you don't want to lose one and then, oh, well, you, you right, can't, the you're no longer going to compete. Yeah. Um, but positions like centre and back row is highly attritional positions right. where you're going to take injuries. We were very fortunate that we didn't last year. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that was all the thinking around it is that if there's going to be positions that we need to really have enough muscle and it's, it's kind of centered that growth. Does that make you feel a little bit better as a head coach that yeah. the, the performance directors put a little, couple more weapons in the arms room? Oh, so great. It feels great. I mean, uh, it's, it's just, it's something that we have to do. I think if, yeah. if you if you, if you want to be a, 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 a top performing club, you need strength in those areas. Yeah, you get through 12 yeah. matches and everybody and got, falls and, off. And, yeah. You know, last year, I got to the end of last season and, 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 and felt like, you know, guys like LaRue and Wayne, um, some guys just played too much. Right. I mean, it's not like they... they, they, they they, they did a great job it, 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 it was just that I think it would be really nice to have been able to manage that a bit, bit more because I think then like because it's just the nature of the season you play 18 games and you play every single minute of it Yeah. you cannot be the same player in the, in the, in the, in the last game as you were am I, four games am in I, you know? am I so, imagining things I think I remember one there was one game where uh, LaRue had his ankle taped up even before the match started is that you know what I mean? but just stuff like that to be able to yeah. Yeah, manage, better manage that. I don't think it took away too much from these guys because they, they're, they're machines, you know. I yeah. mean, you talk about these centers, or, or, or a whole lot of them. I mean, I, I can't get over how much how much work they get through in, in, in sessions. But if there was a case for 
for managing and making sure that we can be at our peak come the end of the season, then you need that, that depth. And there needs to be positions where I'm, as a coach, going, oh, my word, I don't know. This is, this is, this is not going to be a pleasant decision. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, I guess the last one for me I, I would ask is, so now we, we've transitioned out of, you've been coaching up the youth, uh, like the under-18s had a good run with them. Uh, were you involved with the collegiates at all? Or? So my involvement with the collegiates was, uh, we had a, a, a real, a big like um, coaching seminar here with, with the guys that were going to be coaching all the collegiate teams. Okay, awesome. So going through uh, the key components of, of, of Free Jack Rugby and, and what that looks like on the training field and what that looks like from a values perspective of who we select. Um, and, then I, and then I was present for the first two training sessions. So almost like a director role for the collegiate staff? Oh man, it, it, it kind of is. I mean, that's, that is my role. I mean, my, my role is to create, uh, you know, you want to create a blueprint across the across the teams and to find a, a pipeline that we've kind of put in place now that can best guide those players towards the free jacks if, if, you know, if, they're, if they're at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like we've done that. Now it's just a case of just kind of putting the, 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 the sinews and the meat, in, the meat on top of all, yeah. all the bones of it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing a bit of fruit there already which is which which is great you know? and, but it's, it's really key the key thing for me is that there's no good me you know there has to be a, a handover to the local guys and I think guys like Ed Tuberty has done a fantastic job now with, with this Dave Laflamme who's been at Brown yeah. uh, who's been uh, involved in both the under 18s and now the collegiate group so there, there's just this transition of okay they see what I'm doing they see what we're about and it's just getting transferred and Wheels he's got a role to play there he's involved with all these teams so he's bringing that value based system of our values to all these, these sides and I think that's important and then those players should you should always be able to see the watch the free jacks watch the collegiate and be able or watch the under 18s and be able to come away with going gee man they they're all pretty physical but they all bring like a hell of a lot of line speed like you know if you can if you can draw those similarities then I reckon we're doing a really good job Nice, nice. Well, that's all I got for you, Coach. Thank you. All right, so I'm here with Ben Lesage, and we're just going to go over a couple of questions. So the ones that I had were more for players from last season, but I can spin it. So cool. what are your impressions so far of the Free Jacks setup in the team? Yeah, it's been incredible. I think this, this mint, the mint that you're in now, it's like new to the team this year. So I think even the, the boys who are returning are sort of like, bit awestruck almost by by when you walk in it's like as professional as an environment you could ask for so i think we're really well set up for success sort of off the field and then sort of that tra- starting to translate onto it so it's been good what were your impressions of the free jacks last year i know you were with the guiltinis yeah like what were your impressions of them yeah i mean we we had a really tough game against them in la and we just we won that one by the skin of our teeth in la like i think the free jacks are sort of like a hard-working humble like gritty team they just sort of play full 80 minutes and I think it's less, it's almost like the, the sum are bigger than the parts, you know? Like there's a few teams in the league who there's sort of like one player, a lot of people play individually. It's like almost impressive how cohesive the Free Jacks unit is. And you can plug guys in and out of the system and it's just like still competitive week in and week out. And that obviously showed in the results last year, so. Yeah, don't want to dwell too much on the negative, but how was yeah. the exit from LA and then the pickup over here? Yeah, I think, I mean like, two things are true at the same time. Like I had an incredible time in LA and really enjoyed the season last year and, and felt like I sort of gained a lot rugby-wise. And so I was sort of like disappointed with how everything played off, off the season.
season, but like to land at the Free Jacks was like the best possible outcome, and then and maybe for myself after the first couple of weeks, even sort of like a, a good thing to, to come out of it. Like I've been talking to TK, finally, like even before the 2019 World Cup, like before I'd even played an MLR game, I was sort of like talking to a couple teams, and Free Jacks were on my radar, and it didn't work out that year. Uh, but so for it to come full circle now and to finally end up in Boston, I'm just like super excited to be here. It's been met and exceeded all my expectations so far and it's been really cool. So I know there was a dispersal draft, yeah. but like how much kind of say did you have in where you went? Like we were like, hey, I want to go to Free Jacks or? Yeah, like if I'm being like completely honest, like I think Free Jacks were probably top of my list in terms of like where I would like to land, but it, the, the process happened so quickly where it was like, even till honestly like mid to late October, even the LA group chats were like, oh, we're like, there's still a chance. And like the league kept being like, oh, we're seeing if we can sell the team or something. So I didn't really know what was going to happen. And then we got into November test. So I was traveling with the Canadian team in October and November. And so I sort of just said like, hey, let, let me focus on the rugby that I've got this fall and I'll deal with everything else afterwards. So um, so I, I don't think I've like put a ton of energy or effort into like manipulating the process or anything like that. Um, but when I was like picked by the Free Jacks, when I first talked to TK, and when everything sort of started to unravel, it was like the perfect outcome, and, and really happy with how everything went. We're really strong through the centers. Yeah. So how's it been getting stuck in with that group so far? It's been awesome. You know, like yeah, the two returning starters are back from last year with Larue and Wayne, and they're sort of like incredible players. Just having played with them over the past couple of weeks, so I think one thing I was looking for in LA, and, and again looking for this year, is I think so like you don't necessarily just get better playing on the weekends you get better by like having intense competition on a daily basis and so I think sort of like the group of four of us with Spencer coming in and there's other guys that can play center as well it's yeah. like we'll compete really hard in practice we'll make each other better for the weekends and if that means you don't have to start 16 games because sort of like you sub it and you can sort of like play the hot hand or like go with who's sort of in good form that almost will keep everyone fresh towards the end of the season so I think I think it's a good equation for success yeah we had talked about that on the show we were talking about how we were like it's like champagne problems yeah, with yeah. the center groupings, but then we were talking about, well, that just not only is it a huge problem for coach because now he's going to make selections, yeah. but now you can kind of just, hey, if, if you have a, hey, my hamstring's a little, maybe 80 minutes, is it shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't be on the cards. It, yeah. it doesn't have to force it for anybody. So that's really good too for yeah. overall athlete wellness. So they're, they're all good dudes off the field. And so that's been the best part is that we compete really, really heavily on the field. And then off of it, they're all good guys and we get along and just try and make Scott's decision-making on a weekly basis as hard as possible. That's great. Yeah. Uh, probably should ask this question first. Where are you from in Canada? I'm from Calgary, so that's sort of Western Canada, right along the Rockies. So it's uh, all right. So cold weather. This has actually warmed up a little bit. Yeah. It's not as cold. Exactly. As no, I'm, I'm used to growing up in sort of. I'm still not good at the Celsius to, to Fahrenheit math, but uh, very right. very sub-zero. Uh, temperatures and, and heavy snow for, for long cold winters. So. Yeah, it just thinks the rest of the world is wrong, man. I'm sorry yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> sorry to grow up that no, way. No, no, sorry. <laughs> but I've actually enjoyed uh, the weather here. Like, I'll, I'll take blue skies and sort of like a sunny day over rain or whatever. Yeah. It's overcast any day of the week. So, so it's Oh, that's been, right, because it's north of Seattle, right? Yeah, the, which is Vancouver. That's where yeah, I went to okay. UBC. Like, I went to school in Vancouver and spent some time there. So anyways, yeah. this has reminded me of Calgary a little bit. And so like the fresh, brisk air every day wakes you up in the morning and stuff. So it's been good. It's nice. been something I'm used to and, and no issues with the weather. So. Pivot off the free jacks just quickly. Yeah. Um, so with all the Canadian players here, yeah. does it feel like a second home? I would say to some degree, and it's obviously made like the initial week or two a little bit more comfortable just coming in and having a few familiar faces. So I think 
uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's always good to build cohesion. I've got lots of good buddies existing from the team, but also trying to expand that and get to know the, the new guys at, at the same time and not sort of just like stick within a, a little Canadian bubble, right? So I think yeah. there's a good balance to be found between the two of them, but been, uh, having some familiar faces has made the first couple of weeks much, much easier, and, and I'm living with Connor Keyes and Andrew Quattro, and so that was an easy sort of uh, move right off the get-go. And then for the Canadian stuff, so you guys are obviously in the trough kind of with yeah. like USA and yeah. on the build back. Yeah. How's that been? Yeah, it's been, it's been tough. I mean, I think that, that 2021 qualifier against Chile is probably like the low point of my rugby career now. And so um, sort of licked our wounds. Like I think U.S.'s players are probably going through that right now. They were just a year after us sort of going right. through the same process. So we're probably a year removed from that. We're sort of like come full circle and accepted the terms and stuff so I think I'm excited for the the next World Cup run we've got a, a lot of young guys who sort of will benefit from two three four more years of playing rugby together and and yeah that's that circled on my calendar probably the number one rugby priority for me is qualifying and playing in the 2027 World Cup so everything I do until then is just yeah. trying to set myself and the, the Canadian team up for, for that yeah well I'll be rooting for USA yeah but yeah. Canadians if we're out well, hopefully, hopefully yeah. there's room for the both of us. So, yeah. Obviously, got lots of buddies on the U.S. team now yeah. between here and in L.A. and stuff. So I think it'd be good for for North American rugby if, if the two of us can start uh, picking up, picking things up together. All right, and this will probably be maybe the last couple for me. Yeah. You haven't because L.A. never came to New England. Yes. Uh, I think they only played twice in the history of the team. They yeah. both out in L.A. Are you excited to play in Quincy? I am. I actually I've played at Union Point with the Arrows once before, so I have. Oh, that's right. I yeah, forgot. Yeah. So that's I right. I think it's in Braintree, maybe. Or I don't know what the, uh, wherever it is. Yeah, I can't wherever remember. it is. So yeah. I've, I've played one game in in uh, in Boston, and funnily, like I've been to, I played a couple of years at the Arrows. I've, I've never played a game in Toronto. So I've played more games oh, in Boston, wow, which right. is one, than games in Toronto, I forgot, which is zero. I forgot that you were on the, the shortened season, and then yeah. and then we've lived in Atlanta during the COVID year. So it's been kind of been kind of funny. So so, but I, I've heard like, especially with the new setup and the new stadium in Quincy, like really good fans, really hostile territory. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting into it and having yeah, fans behind the, us. The the raucous section is literally right above the tunnel where you guys come out. Like Amazing. all the hardcore fans are there. So love that. Hey, listen, uh, that's all from me. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate right, it. Good man. stuff. Sweet. All right, so I'm here with Cam Davidowitz. I'm sorry, what's your last name? Webster. Liam Webster. Will, Will, Will Webster. Webster, sorry. Yeah, yeah. My bad. That's on tape. Terrible. Right. I'm, hor <laughs> I'm horrible with names, you know. So, all right, so coming off the success of last season, Cam, uh, what are the internal expectations and goals of the team? I mean, push it just as far as we did last season. Hopefully get to the next step and make it to the finals. Fell a little short in the conference final to New York, but I think we got it this year. Got a good team going along. And then to riff on that, Coach, what are your like? What, what's your impressions of the team so far? The setup and the training environment. Uh, incredibly impressed. Yeah, I mean the training environment, the facilities. As I understand it, kind of from last year, has gone up another notch. Very professional. Uh, the attention to detail, I've been really impressed with. Um, and yeah, players are a great group really good group which I knew coming in yeah. um, but been very very impressed again by just the first two weeks and seeing them in action so that's exciting alright and then can I probably should have asked this in uh, reverse order here what, can you go over your role with the team Yep, so I'm forwards coach so okay. assistant coach in charge of the forwards so obviously that's it's the attack defence side of the forwards set piece is the big one uh, at the moment doing the defence as well until Mike Rogers gets back so 
yeah, kind of covering everything, keeping me nice and busy. Uh, but now it's been been good, been really good. Are you excited for US uh, or for the Canada South? That's what we've been kind of dubbing because we got a lot of uh, Canadian boys in the pack this year. Yeah, which is which is good because they're physical, they're aggressive, um, as are as are the local Massachusetts boys as well and New England boys. So no, it's it's great. It's exactly the identity you want as a forwards coach. Just a horrible physical, aggressive pack, and it, it makes it easy to work with so and the identity is the easy part like it's, it's clear what this team's about um, watching them last year and coming in now it's, it's pretty clear so um, to, to get a chance to work with them and try and shape that and mould them a little bit more into a, um, a team who can do other things as well you know weather dependent and it's, uh, it's, an, it's an awesome opportunity and nice. exciting Cam this one's for you there's a lot of returning faces in the pack, but a lot of new faces in the pack. So how's the pack shakeup been so far this season? Uh, I think it's been good. I mean, we all kind of know each other from the other teams coming in. Right. A lot of new faces, though, from down south. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Southern Hemisphere coming in. Yeah. But it's good to meet them, especially yeah. uh, living with the boys now. Get to click with them more, being in the house. But I think it's coming together pretty well. We're, like you said, uh, we all get along together. We play the same style game. So I think it's going to help in the long run. Be nice. good. All right, cool. That's all I got.